Hello and welcome to USTS, the ultimate sports training show. I'll be your host for today's show, Bob Lemire. And two of my guest hosts, uh, great athletes, great athletes. Um, I, I've had Wayne on, Wayne Grenier. Welcome to the show, Wayne. Thank you very much. Uh, Glad had, to be here. Uh, my pleasure. I uh, had Wayne on a couple of times. Great, great, great uh, athlete. And we're going to, you'll find out. Um, and then uh, Dylan, Dylan Stelly. Yes. I want to say Steely. I keep wanting to say it. <laughs> Dylan Steely. Uh, Dylan, uh, great athlete. Many, many uh, sports that he plays. Uh, 24 years old. Yes. Uh, and we, we got a, a, a story he wants to tell you. Uh, because, uh, and as I mentioned in the, the Taekwondo show, the resilience of the of the American people. Both of them have a, a story. Uh, the comeback kids. The, you know, the comeback kids. And especially Wayne. Uh, I told you last time, Wayne, we can make a movie out of your life. We really could. So um, I'm going to start with you, Wayne. Just let these people know a little about Wayne Grenier. Okay, I'm uh, 73 years old, and I started powerlifting at the age of 65. And uh, I got into it by being dared to do it, and uh, I thought people were crazy. Uh, but I did all right, uh, and then I got hooked on it, and uh, now I've been powerlifting for eight-plus years, and <clears throat> love it. I love the camaraderie of the other lifters, and we're all friends, and even though we're competing against each other, it, it's just a great group of people to be around. And you ranked fourth? Uh, right now, no, I, oh. I, I was. Okay. I, I ranked 12th in the world this okay. year uh, in my age bracket, and uh, in May... Uh, I was in Vermont in a competition, and I set a new American record in the deadlift at 346. At 73 years old. At 73 years old. And we're going to get into uh, we're going to get into this. Uh, it's a great, great story. Um, but I'm also a cancer survivor, and I think yeah. that I think that's where it starts. Where I was diagnosed with cancer in 2012, got operated on in 2013. And I didn't feel sorry for myself. That's the biggest problem that people have. Uh, bad news like that, but what you need to do is just move forward. Uh, you can get over this, you can get past it, and you can get stronger and better, and that's exactly what I did. Right, and and that's a, that's an inspiration story right there. Uh, and, and you're still going with the weightlifting? I, and I, I'm still going. Um, never, never give at, up. At 73, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to when I turn 75, yeah. which is crazy, but it's a different uh, age bracket to compete in worldwide, and uh, I'm getting stronger, and uh, I'm going to kick some butt around the world. <laughs> you want more records? I you certainly get do. On the records. I certainly do. Are those records in the the Guinness Book? Do you, do, I, I don't, I don't think they, I no. don't believe they go in the Guinness Book. They don't no. go in the Guinness Book. No. That's a whole different world and but, stuff. But American record is pretty good, yeah. and ranked twelfth in the world is pretty good. I uh, think <laughs> it's pretty good. I, I could be better. Uh, well, you you you're working on it. Yes, uh, Dylan, tell us just a little about yourself, buddy. Yeah, so I'm uh, Dylan. I'm from. Uh, Maui, Lahaina, um, Lahaina, Maui. Uh, that's all over in Hawaii. Uh, been there for about four years now. Uh, my aunt used to live over there, and I used to go there as a kid growing up during the summer months. So right. that was like a second home for me growing up. Right. And then finally, uh, back in July of 2019, is when I decided to move there full time from Louisiana. Right. So born, raised Louisiana, moved to Hawaii for the past five wow, years. What a different world! Holy, two man. totally different worlds. Yeah. You, you went to paradise. Yes, it, literally. But then paradise, <laughs> he, uh, Dylan. We're going to talk about that in, in this. In this, uh, it's it's a sad story. You got caught in a fire. Yes, I was, fire, and he lost everything. Yes. Uh, were, were you there at the time? Yes, I so was. So you had to run. Where did you run? So I was literally in the fire. Um, it really started around like 3 a.m. I noticed on, was that Tuesday, April, August 8th, uh, 3 a.m. I woke up and I'm like, hmm, power's out. My fan was turned off. I had no cell service yeah. at like 3 a.m. I noticed that like right off the back. And I'm like, oh, no okay. sirens, no, no sirens. Well, this is like well before the fire even started. Oh, this okay. is like early morning that day. And then I went back to sleep, woke up around 8 o'clock. Walked outside, and the winds were just howling. Like these, this was like winds I've never experienced before. And you know, I lived through hurricanes right. in Louisiana, 
and this was like that's not from the fire though that was just winds from this the, was just storm. winds yeah storm from the storm that was out okay. yep, the storm that passed uh, right couple of miles south of uh, the islands and that just fueled that fire like oh yeah gasoline huh indeed it was like 80 to 90 mile an hour plus winds Jesus. that day you could... walked... it was crazy how i walked outside and then there was just debris all over the place um i mean just like shingles of roofs just flying all over and stuff it's like well before the fire even started wow. and then that day i just uh i noticed there was no cell service so i decided to hop in my car and I would drive around on Front Street. Front Street's like the popular uh, tourist spot. That's typically where everybody goes for all the shops, the restaurants, right, all the art right. galleries. Yeah. Um, and I noticed there were certain areas on Front Street that you were able to get a little bit of cell service, like one or two bars. And it was just enough to like check your text messages, what's going on? see what's going on, all that stuff. And then um, I was going back home and I decided to go back home and I stayed there, took a nap. Woke up around 2.30 to a text from my girlfriend and was like, hey, if you want to, you could come up here and hang out. So she lives up on Lahaina Luna Road, which is right next to where the fire started. And this was right at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, so I'm driving, trying to get up there, and it's just not working out. There's just multiple cars just blocking everything to smoke. I could just see the smoke starting to come down. And what luckily I got a... Well, thank goodness I got a text message from her stating that she was going north to Hanukkah. So that's where she ended up being evacuated to. Right yeah. During that time, she uh, when she got that text message, uh, the cops have already went to her place and evacuated everybody in their neighborhood. Were they telling you where to go? Like, you better start running somewhere. Yeah. So driving. So when I was driving up, uh, I was trying to get up Lahaina Luna Road. Now there's Front Street, which that's where like everything's at and stuff. And then right above Front Street, there's Honepilani Highway. And Honepilani Highway is like the main highway in in Hawaii or in Maui. And I wanted to take a left there. They wouldn't let me take a left due to power lines that were down. Right, right. And so I had to take a right. And when I took a right, I had to make my right down uh, Honepilani Highway and then down Dickinson Street, down onto Front Street to finally start making my way back to my house. Well, during that time, that was probably around around 3.30. Not until like later, like probably past 6 o'clock is when I finally got off of Front Street. And by that time, the fire was already engulfing the city. Yeah. Did you have to go in the ocean? Were you one of the ones who had to go in the ocean, or did you find your way out? I was actually lucky enough to not have to go in the ocean. Right. However, um, there are some people that, you know, I was behind. I didn't know this at the time, but, like, days later when I went back and I saw all the footage online, um, I was like, oh, wow, I was behind that car, I was behind that car, I was behind that car. Yes. And luckily for me, I just reacted. So... What I did was I literally drove into the incoming lane of traffic on the sidewalk on Front Street, and I finally get to a point where uh, there's a Front Street apartments and two homes on Front Street uh, facing the ocean that were already on fire. So I was trapped on that side at that point, but then luckily there was a guy in a, uh, I believe it was um, an old-style Corvette, uh, he looked at me and I looked at him. He's like, dude, I'm going for it. And I, he just like made that look and I'm like, huh, I'm going to tell you, dude, wow. just pray Jesus. to God that yeah, there's yeah. no fire on the other side. Right. So luckily we were able to drive through that and there, luckily there was no fire on the other side. So, uh, we were able to get out of get Lahaina out of town. Wow. Yep. Cause the wind must've been blowing one way and just yeah. sending the fire. Now, <clears throat> is that where you would go? Wayne, Maui, and every well, year? Where I live, it's another town called Wailuku, yeah. which is on the other side of the island. Right. But uh, when Dylan was living in Lahaina, I was there a lot, and so I would be there. And, um, is that where you trained? Or is oh, that, no, my train just... is in uh, uh, another town called Kalui, and that's where I trained. Okay. And, and Jim there. Uh, so I knew my, my family which I, they're all family in Maui, uh, was safe in Waluku, and my trainer and his family were safe in uh, Kaului, yeah. but my big concern was Dylan. Yeah. Because I knew where he lived, and right. I knew that's was, where the fire was. Wow. And, and so you've only, you've known Dylan four or five years? Correct. How did you meet Dylan? How did you guys meet together? Um, 
We worked the same golf tournament uh, okay. in Kapalua. Okay. Uh, yep. The Century Tournament of Champions. Okay. And uh, I met him on the 7th Fairway. He was doing his job, and I'm a supervisor for a bunch of laser operators. Right. And that's how we, how we met. Right. And, and uh, so what did you invite him here for? for uh, uh, I invited him here uh, to get away from Maui for a couple of weeks. Ah, that's just nice. to, yes, yeah, of yeah. course. I I've, I just met Dylan probably a couple of days ago, just a few days ago, and I was talking to Wayne. I said, Wayne, Wayne, let's do another one. People like your uh, the, the the podcast. Um, you're an inspiration, and he and he goes perfect. And I went, wow, that's good. I got a friend, a guy from Maui. And I heard that, and I went, oh wow, this is a story. So when he said he had a friend, <clears throat> excuse me, the 73 year old guy says a friend. I'm thinking of someone like myself, 68. And I'm, now we played the whole game of golf, right? And I didn't meet you yet. Then all of a sudden he says, I'm going to go get Dylan. So all of a sudden I'm waiting for this older guy to come by. You know what I'm saying? Because it's right. all of a sudden I looked at Dylan and I go, wow, that's not what I was expecting in my head. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. waiting for enough. And I says, wow, the generations. And that's, that's, a, that's a tribute to both of you. Uh, and and I, I attribute that to, to sports too. When you play a lot of sports, you know the camaraderie. Absolutely. And Age means nothing, because you've got two generations on this kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. But Thank you have you. so much in common. Well, and, and I do too. Yeah, there's two generations, right? There is. Uh, but the camaraderie that you get when you do stuff together like that, now you're friends for life, and there's nothing like having generation. Because now you're learning from him. He's got a lot to teach, yeah. but he's learning from you, because it's a whole different, it's a whole different world, young kids and stuff at 23. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 23. 20, 24. 24. 24, yeah. Okay. Give or take a year, you know. <laughs> I'm only 35, so what's the difference? You know? Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. Yeah. So what's the story? You're going back. Are you going to go back this year? I am uh, flying out December 12th. And where do you go from there? Your, your place where you stay? Which yeah, you never in Maluku, which is fine. And okay. then I talked to my trainer yesterday, and whatever I can do to help the victims, I'm right. going to be there for that. I'll be there for a little more than four months. The mini and I want to I want to uh, remind people a couple of times. There's a GoFundMe page for Dylan and and his friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, how, how do they get? Uh, and and it's HTTP whatever that is, and we don't have yeah. that on the thing. But how can they get to your website? Uh, not your website. Your uh, yeah. yeah. The best thing to do is uh, if you have Instagram, um, you can simply search me up on Instagram. It's Steli S T E L L Y underscore Dylan D Y L A N. My account is public. So feel free to go on there. Uh, in my bio, I have a link to right. my GoFundMe page, okay. and it'll take you directly there. Right. And please, if you can help, that's good. And how about Facebook, no? Uh, Facebook, I do Facebook as well. I believe I could throw my... Uh, Put it my, on there. Um, yeah, I'll throw my link up on there as well, too. And it's the same spelling, Dylan. Yep, same. That's just no uh, instead of doing it Steli Dylan, you just do my f- regular Dylan name Steli. like normal, Dylan Steli. And they'll and see your face. Right they'll yeah, see your face. Sure. Um, because what I, what, as I said, um, both of them, uh, both of these gentlemen have uh, an inspiration story. Uh, beating cancer, fighting cancer, just living your life after that, and and going for records at the age of, of in your sixties. This guy right here lost everything. Here he is doing a podcast with me, and 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 trying to live your life. It's not going to be easy. It never is. But do you have a plan now for when you go back? What's the plan? So the plan right now, um, me and my girlfriend, we are actually planning to relocate to Oahu, which is another island in the Hawaiian Islands. This is actually a move I've been thinking about for quite some time now, however, and mainly due to the fact that I'm a soccer referee. Right. And most of the stronger competitive games are on Oahu because Oahu is like the main island. That's where Honolulu's at, Pearl Harbor, all your big main stuff. So, And that's also home to 1.2 million people compared to, you know, Maui, which is the second most populated island. And it's only 275,000, I believe. Right. Yeah. Now... What, how do you spell the, the town you were in? Lahaina, L-A-H-A-I-N-A. Lahaina. Yeah, Lahaina. And, and were you in Lahaina at all at any point? Or? Well, I, I'm in you Lahaina go, a lot. Yeah. But uh, I live in Wailuku. Right. And, and so you're, and, and is that, what, 20 miles apart? Or uh, 10 it's miles? about 35, 35-minute 30 drive. Right. So it's not that far. Were they scared that the whole island was going to go, the whole island with that fire, or, or was... 
No, I wouldn't say that. Uh, they knew that there was a cutoff where it was going only one way yeah. toward the ocean. It really depended With on the, the wind, wind direction. The wind. Yeah, the and wind it direction kept going the same yep. direction. You kind of well, I can't. You didn't get lucky. You got lucky. You know, or, or certain people got lucky just on the wind. Yes. Wow. Um, and uh, both of them are made for TV movies. I, I'm telling you right now, especially this guy with with coming back from like that, because yeah. people, the minute you hear the word cancer, you, you, it's like you're done. What am I gonna do? The, the problem is, is a, a lot of people feel sorry for themselves. Right. Right. And yeah. I just did. It, I felt sorry for ten minutes. Yeah. And then I realized, what can I do? You gotta do it. Can I fight this? And I fought it. Right. Right. And uh, and look at you. you this is it. Well, because. You never went to the gym. No. You never, right. you never lifted weights. Never. Before this. Absolutely. And after, they said, don't even lift up a, a gallon of milk I, or something. Exactly. The first year, I was sick all year, 2013, and don't lift more than a gallon of milk, which is eight pounds. Imagine. And yes. now I'm deadlifting 350. <laughs> that's, that's the American spirit. That's the resilience that I was saying. Uh, and, and that's a movie right there. Same with yourself. The both of you together could do a, a movie. Think about it. The, just the resilience. Now, what's your plan when you go back, right? Uh, the, the insurance is paying you? Or how, how are you going to get? So right now we are, um, I mean, of course, insurance is definitely going to take a part They're gonna in kick some in. stuff. Yeah, and uh, we do have some awesome, uh, like there's the People of Maui Fund. That's uh, being operated and run by The Rock and Oprah right now. That wow. they are donating, I believe it's twelve hundred dollars uh, for six months, right? Um, to per person. Wow. So wow. I already uh... applied for that and got that going, and a couple of other little things too that they see, like a uh, Hope Chapel, one of the right. uh, nice Christian churches, or uh, right. yeah, Christian churches in Kihei, which is another town on Maui, uh, they were given some donations as way away right. as well, but. What's really unique about the people in Hawaii, it's, uh, I mean, just whatever the people needed, the people that weren't affected went out and got it. Yeah, brotherhood. Yeah, it yeah. It's America. An incredible brotherhood. American, yeah. and it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, what about the government? Government didn't throw a, a couple of hundred mil, or what, what, what are you getting out of the government? Uh, That's gov a, yeah, the government's not really in uh, high spirits right now over there. Well, from what I was, I'm talking expecting. about the U.S. government. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, aren't they right now? All, all so kinds of so far, the relief? only thing we have received from the U.S. government was a one-time $700 payment per household. Jesus. So, for example, uh, me and my roommate Chappie were living together, yeah, and we only received the $700, and we had to split that. So you could just imagine, you know, a family. Yeah. Yeah. Of multiple people and a lot of the f homes over there now I don't know if it's gonna be well according to my girlfriend because she lives in a massive home right but it's divided into three sections and three separate families live there right and from what I was told by her that whole house with three families in there only received seven hundred dollars yeah sad no, I mean, if we're going to help other countries, I, I'm not getting political because I don't get political on the show. Mm -hmm. Going to help other countries, stuff. This is our country. Yeah. This is America. We gotta, we gotta keep our, our people, uh, you know, alive and safe. Totally um, agree. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. GoFundMe and stuff. That's a lot. That can help a lot. You know, every little bit helps. Every little yeah. bit helps. Um, now, uh, and, and you're still trying to. Now you're working. What are you doing for work? Um, so for work right now, uh, I was an activity specialist. However, right. you know, we are still pretty much unemployed right now because all of our boats and activities were going out of Kanapali Beach, which is just north of Lahaina Town. Yeah. But at this moment or at this moment right now, all the hotels that are along that beach are being housed by the families that lost their homes right. in Lahaina. Right. So yeah. right now we are not operating. <clears throat> um, and we're talking years and years. Yeah, like... <sighs> Have they already started rebuilding? Not at all. Not, not at even all. close. They're, right. not even, they can't. They're still looking for people, probably, or looking for... Well, they finally completed that process. That's all done. Yeah, right, right now, yeah. they're... Um, I just uh, uh, listened to a pod... Or not podcast, a press conference two days ago. Um, they are restarting to... Or they're starting to allow entry into Lahaina Town, because as of... The fright, yeah, they wouldn't let nobody in. They had the National good. Guard there. They had the military there completely barricading yeah. uh, the whole entire town. 
that, that was during the process of you know trying to research and recover yeah. remains and stuff right. but now that they completed their process of searching um, they're going to finally start letting people go back into town however it's a process you have to go online on their website and uh, they divided the town into certain sections so like for example my section or my home is in 7f so i have to file an appointment to go, go look. look at it and i have to make sure it's in that zone because they only specifically want residents going in and looking at their homes and stuff they don't really want you know people going in through town and stuff because you know Although they did complete their search and rescue process, uh, you just never know. You know, if you start no, yeah. moving no, around no, stuff, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you, don't know you just don't know what you're going to find. So, they, because they complete it, doesn't mean it's completely done. Exactly. I seen you. You had some pictures and stuff. Yeah. Uh, a hotel or a house that didn't even get touched by the fire, yeah. and, and everything else around it's devastated. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's that's luck. I think one of the craziest stories was uh, so right next to where I live, there's a a uh, new supplement or a new uh, subdivision that just been built. It's called Cahoma Village. Now it's basically like just imagine a perfect square yeah. and then around the perimeter of the square are all homes and then inside the middle is this massive apartment complex. Right. What was so weird and strange was all the homes right. were fine. No, they no, were fine. No, they were fine. They didn't even get touched. Wow. And However, the apartment complex in the middle is, is wow. burnt and completely gone. Yes. Yeah. You don't know. It's you insane. And, and you don't even know what you're going away from. When you do go, you don't yeah. know what you're going to find. Yeah. Like if there's anything that, that's salvageable or anything, probably. Well. Not, you never know. Yeah, I do. Well, I was able to go to the fire the very next day after. Right. So after the fire happened on Tuesday, Wednesday, the 9th, um, I went over to the Hyatt because I used to work there. Um, my old roommate, Chappie. Right. Uh, you know, at the Hyatt, they have bikes available for rent for the tourists. Right, so right. we were able to take the bikes and, and ride down to that's our house. That's where you had your camera. I saw yep. some of the pictures. Yep. Yeah, that's when I was able to take the footage and get... I only rode to my house because that's all I, what I wanted to see. I didn't want to see Lahaina Town because I knew I would be just completely devastated. Yeah, you must have been devastated. So yeah. I just wanted to see my my home and stuff and see if there was anything. And I was in board shorts and slippers at the time, so I couldn't really go in and salvage anything. Um but I did notice uh, my bed, and right underneath my bed next to the wall was my safe. And it's a little box safe. Right. I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, holy crap, it's actually still there. Like right. the frame right. of the safe. Right. It was, you know, of course, you know, you burnt yeah, stuff, but yeah. the shape of the safe was still right. there. Yeah. So I went down on my knees, and I started trying to grab it. As soon as I grabbed it, it just turned to ash and fell oh, apart. Jesus. Yeah, Imagine it was that. it was wow. insane. Now, you you had a lot of relatives there yourself. Uh, I have um, my Maui family, if you will. Right, and those are my relatives. Okay, we're not blood, but they're my relatives. And how did they? Everyone survive. Everyone and, survived. Everyone. Did uh, they lose but, a? Uh, the, the, uh, Jojo, who's my trainer. His family lives uh, up country, and they had a little scare of the fire. It was a small fire uptown. I mean, up country. Right, too. Uh, but yeah. they're fine. Um, and my other friends in Waluca are fine. And everybody that I know was fine. Right. Except for this guy. And, right. But he's fine. Yeah. And and it's it's so nice you have friends and family, and, and that's mm -hmm. what people say. Uh, and and you, did you you guys go off together a lot? Oh, yes. He beats yeah. me. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. I. Uh, he's a very good golfer, and I try. Now, are they every year they have the golf tournament in Hawaii. Are they Correct. still going to do it this year? Yes, they are. So it's that that part didn't get. Well, that part didn't, but they're going to. The money they raise is going to go towards the yes, there you which go. is terrific. Century right. Tournament of Champions, absolutely. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, yeah. yeah so people, Century Tournament of, of Champions. I yes. see that right here. Right. Um, uh, and, and so, what that money is going to go to uh, rebuilding. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what it's going to go for, but it's for the victims right. of the fire. Right, right. Uh, when, when, when is that now? That will be the first full week in January. January, yeah. You, you say that, and I'm thinking snow, but we're in Hawaii. No snow there. <laughs> no snow. Um, yeah, Wayne, uh, Wayne is, is anybody who watched the show, uh, a couple of podcasts with Wayne, uh, Wayne runs a, a, a tournament in uh, every Sunday. 
Right. Now that's not the only tournament you run, or is that the? the that's my major one. That's your it's, major it's, one every it's, Sunday. Uh, every Sunday for 19 weeks, it's called Nine and Dine, yeah, right, and yeah. uh, we have a blast. Oh uh, my God, yeah. Uh, Bob has been with us for for a while. A couple of years. Couple, couple of years. years now, uh, yeah, he has fun. Yeah, it's 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 at three o'clock. Three o'clock. At Indian that. Mound, mm-hmm. greatest golf course in all New Hampshire. Uh, I got to tell you that greatest food there too. Uh, props to all you guys who, yes, who uh, and um, uh, I we, we we played last week, and Dylan was there. How'd yes. you do? Did you win? Uh, well, that was my first time looking at the course. So oh, you never played the I course never before. played the course wow, before. Beautiful course, isn't it's a it? Fun course. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, the front nine's easier, not easier. Yeah. Well, it is easier than the back nine. Of course it is. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah, I love the front nine. The back nine, just, it's, it's, it's tough. tough. A lot of hills, but um, when you're playing scrambles, it's kind of nice. Oh, it's awesome. You crank, yeah. you know? But that's the problem. You want to crank if all of you, you know, one guy's out there. Now you're in the woods. And, <laughs> uh, but that's good. So, so Dylan, you're here till uh, a couple more weeks. Yep. I'm actually, I leave <clears throat> on the 28th of this month. And going. So right. from here, I'm actually going to Cowspell, uh, Montana. Uh, that's where my aunt, who did live in Maui at the time, um, she sold her home uh, back in November of 21. Right. And they decided a chain of scenery, and they decided to move to Montana. And so how, long, went, how long have you been out there, in Maui? How many years? I've been out there for four four years, four so, and a half years. So from years. Montana to Hawaii, Maui, and stuff. Well, that's right? where my aunt lives now, right. but I'm originally from Louisiana. All right. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I moved so from Louisiana, Louisiana to uh, Maui. Maui. Yeah. And what a cultural shock that is. It had to be. It the, was a huge shock. I mean, yeah. of course, I already knew kid. what I was getting into because right. I went there as a kid, but uh, it's amazing the similarities uh, that I noticed between the Hawaiian Kanaka people and the louisiana cajun people like uh you know family and culture it's a big part of their history and they definitely pass it on from generation to generation so it's really unique to experience both those unique cultures and so when you two met you must have met at the century tournament right right exactly Uh, and it now, do you constantly try to work together, or does that happen? Or um, he's going to be still working the tournament this year, he yeah. said, and uh, I'll still be working the tournament. Uh, but I mean, there's going to be a lot of people there. Oh, there is a lot of volunteers. Yeah, a lot yes. of volunteers. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. so that'll be great. Yeah, we'll be working together again right, for right. sure. Because uh, I mean, when you first started, when you first met, met each other, because you become good friends. Yeah. Yes, but there's a lot of people there. What what happened? What, what was the spark that you guys I, had fun? with each other and all right Dylan your turn okay so basically um it was that was Thursday where I first met him of the tournament it was Friday it started pouring down raining that morning and they suspended uh or they delayed the start of play for about an hour or so until the rain passed. It was just a one little cell. Right. Well, we were at our stations ready to go when Wayne was over there, and he was talking and bragging about himself, about this powerlifting stuff. And I'm <laughs> wow. like... Uh, that's there you go. <laughs> and in my opinion, I'm like... And he's like a world professional powerlifter and stuff, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, he's full of crap. Oh, yeah. But yeah. something he doesn't do anymore, which I'm upset, he usually care And at... Now, this day, he did carry it around. He had a gold medal in his pocket to show me, which there was awesome. Go. I loved it. I enjoyed yeah. seeing it. Yeah. But I always, like, bring it up whenever I induce Wayne right. to somebody. I always give whoever I'm introducing him to yeah. an opportunity to guess yeah. what kind of professional athlete he is. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I, I want him to keep the gold medal in his pocket, but he doesn't it keep it no, anymore. No, no, yeah, yeah. Boy, that's pretty wild. <laughs> it's in but, my car right now. There we go. <laughs> because that story, like I said, that's a story you don't see that. Mm-hmm. Oh. I watch every story that they ever made on TV. That right there was one of a kind. Well, you know, it's ironic. You know, we were talking uh, <clears throat> on the drive over here. or No, it was last night we saw the commercial for Amazing Race, and we were just talking to each other. You know how cool that would be for me and him to be on Amazing Race? I think it would be a great team and a fun experience. So I'm like, that would be something to do. If you don't think producers uh, scan a lot of stuff that's going on, yeah. right? 
and between both these stories, that'd be an unbelievable story. I mean, think story. about it. Yeah, and to watch you on the the, the race thing. But what's that? I, I don't know if I've ever seen that. I, I probably kind of watch. Is it running around the, the country? Uh, yeah, around the world. Yeah. Around the world. All right, so you're in cars or you're in bikes or in boats or what, anything. Whatever they say. All right, so yeah. I have seen it before, yeah. 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 I didn't know if they changed it over the years. No. I don't watch too much media anymore. <laughs> um, boy, that'd be cool. And so you, that, that means you have to make that move. Find, yeah. find them amazing race. Go, go out right to them. Say, this is my story. This is Wayne's story. This is our age difference. Yeah. That's a big story right there, you know? Um, Thinking about it, we got a lot of knowledge and we got a lot of brains and we have a lot of strength on this team i think it'll be a <laughs> yes we do <laughs> great team think about it 50 years almost 50 years separate you both yeah. that's phenomenal and it's just the the he could write a book all right and you actually could start your own book right now you should start both of you start writing you should <laughs> you start writing even your experience in that somebody's going to come to you guys someday and say we're, we're putting them because that's going to made for TV movie that fire yeah and any people who are there who have the experience who can talk so yeah. reach out that'd be cool to reach out why not might as well yeah yeah because you know what's gonna happen they're, they're gonna have a movie they're gonna talk to these interview with these people and those people um, and again uh, everyone helped each other everyone's mm -hmm. trying to help each other on that island uh, you're coming over here yeah it must have been a breath of fresh air just to come in and kind of relax here we'll yeah hang, you're, now you're hanging with, with wayne for the whole duration i was pretty excited to come over here because this is the furthest east i ever been so you've never seen the white mountains no wow see we lived it my whole life I 68 know. years the, the mountains are second nature to us uh mount washington and the first time isn't that wild huh yeah. did you uh kang or anything did you do any we haven't gotten that far yet you no. haven't gotten that far yet no but when we when i picked him up at logan he saw the uh the Boston skyline, and that's the first time he's ever seen Jesus, that. Jesus, wow. Isn't it beautiful? The whole, the whole New England is beautiful. I love New England. I really yeah. do. And I know Louisiana is beautiful, and Hawaii is... My yeah, I don't know about Louisiana being so beautiful. Oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> I've never been there. <laughs> my, my daughter, my daughter and, and my, and my son-in-law, their whole family uh, went to Hawaii for two weeks. Nice. The grandparents brought the whole family. At a whole awesome. villa and stuff. My daughter, and she's in, in the early 30s, I want to live there, Dad. Dad, let's move there. I want to, you know, she, but she's got a house up in here in New Hampshire. I'd move in it because she's always cold. She goes, I was there, I was never cold, you know. Um, I've, never, I've not been to Hawaii. I've been around the area, you know, mm -hmm. Seoul, Korea and stuff and bouncing around. But oh, uh, wow. I think, now do you have to travel th by Hawaii to go to Seoul, to Korea? If I'm coming, I would, from, I would imagine so. Yeah, I, would, I don't know if I saw the, the island yeah. stuff, uh, but I, I would like I would like to visit yeah. Hawaii someday. Uh, so um, you're going to go back. You're going to start a new. You're going to try starting a new, um, and, and you got you got work. Mm -hmm. You got work. Uh, you plan on coming back here at, at, at any point for visiting, or I know you're going to be busy for a uh, while. Definitely want to get myself established yeah. up and running on Oahu. Right. Uh, you know, I kind of. That's what this trip was been for. So before I came here, I went to uh, Louisiana. Right. Went to see my parent or my mom down there right. and all my grandparents. and. That must have been emotional. Yeah, it was Very a emotional. little toughy. Because you tough. probably, when they saw that happen and they couldn't get in touch with you, I, I, right, for a while? Yeah, it was crazy. I didn't have no cell service until about the next day on Wednesday in the afternoon around one o'clock is when I finally got cell service. Jesus. And it wasn't like you had to be standing literally in the water in to get cell service like that. It was just like, cause everything was down all, all the, yeah. Uh, yeah. And the uh, power was still out during that time. Everything right. was down. Um, like even if you were standing, like, let's say at the pool, you have zero bars. It'll be SOS. But whenever you move down into the, uh, like walk through the sand and right. through the water and stuff. Those cell service yeah. will then pop up. And yeah. you must have been trying to get in touch with him at some point. And I, I did, but uh, when he called me, I said, "Wow!" Oh, thank God, because you God. don't know. You don't know. And and how long was that? How many days? 
It was just, I think the following day is what oh, So that ain't too bad. It ain't too bad, but still, yeah. you want you Better worry, than a week. Because when he said, when they said Lahaina, I know where he lives. Yeah. Um, now, Lahaina, it's a smaller town in Maui. Is that how, just well, all small little towns? A lot of people don't realize, but Lahaina was actually the first capital of Hawaii. Right. So it's super historic uh, to the local Hawaiian people. Um, but of course, over time, it became a tourist, tourist destination. Right. They're all tourists, right? Isn't yeah. like all the islands more just tourists? Just tourists. about yeah. s- between sixty-five and seventy percent of the total economy of Hawaii is, is tourism. So never mind, everything's burnt now. There's no tourism yeah. at that point. Yep. Jesus, uh, that's tough. That's yeah. tough, and that's one of the toughest things I, I've ever seen in my life. When I saw those fires, and I saw people running with their children in the water. To save their lives and they couldn't breathe yeah. with the smoke and all that i mean people say oh the smoke that's chemicals in the air right yep. cars are burning i mean it's fuel that's poison yeah yes yeah and it's uh did you see any what do they got bulldozers and they're just flattening everything out now well, or they're just go waiting? back into the uh chemical part and the fire itself so as I was driving out, I wanted to, my goal was when the fire, when I noticed the fire was really bad, was to try to go to my house to try to salvage well, some stuff. Because yeah. I didn't even have my wallet. Like, the whole point was just to go hop in the car, check my messages, go up, see my girlfriend, hang out with her. Right. I didn't, you know, didn't really feel like I need my wallet. Right. The only items I grabbed was my hydro flask, my phone, and my car keys. That's it. It might have saved your life, though. Yeah. Think about it. You know what I'm well, saying? Be, being at the right place at the right, right time with the guy car, and he and you were following yep. him, it might have saved your life, or who knows? Yeah. Well, it's you know amazing how you say that because literally I was playing that entire week after the fire was the what if game in my mind. Yeah. Like, of oh, what if I would have did this, or what if I would have did that? So like during the fire, when I noticed I couldn't go back to my home. Uh, down the street that I live, I had to keep going because the black smoke was just engulfing that area. I finally was able to pass Cahoma Village and park on the left-hand side. Now, Cahoma Village is right next to my house. So I parked on the left-hand side. I got out of the road, and, you know, I said, screw it. I'm going to run in, try to go to my house, at least grab my wallet because I had cash in there and my safe. My wallet and my safe. And the house wasn't on fire yet? Well, I didn't know. Oh, you didn't know. So I ran through Cahoma Village Cahoma Village is about, you know, maybe five blocks to my home. I got maybe about two and a half, three blocks in, and I just got engulfed with black smoke, and I couldn't breathe. I mean, just in that one little period of being in the smoke, I just couldn't breathe anymore. So I turned around and ran back out and went to my car, and I just said every prayer I could think of on the way to evacuating and, to and be praying. alone you're alone yeah i was alone at the time sometimes that's better because now you're looking out for yourself yeah not sometimes it's always better to be alone in, in right. a situation like that but uh you're scared like am i what's yeah. gonna happen next what's my next move yeah. there's nobody not too many people have to go through that in their lifetime that type of nightmare how, how many people would perish in the in the in oh the they haven't announced they the know. full number yet but Definitely, I think what the, a lot of people are talking about are saying it's between 800 and 1,000. Yeah. And something that they haven't really announced, too, um, majority of them are young ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because they did cancel school that day. Yeah. And, of course, that day they did not sound the alarm. What, why, not, why no alarm? Now, that's just the million-dollar question. Well, the guy, he came out and said in his press conference, he was like, uh, we didn't sound the alarm because most people know when they hear this alarm that uh, it's a tsunami coming and he didn't want people to run up into the fire, which in my, you know, everyone <laughs> knows that is just total BS, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. straight up BS. So they're investigating now. They got to yeah. figure out. Well, like, just literally made a on the DNLR website of Hawaii, it states that that alarm is used for tsunami warnings. It's used for hurricane warnings. It's used for wildfire warnings. It's used for terroristic warnings. So the people wake up out of their exactly. sleep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or the kids that are pl- playing a video game and <laughs> go outside, they could see, oh, crap, black smoke coming. Let me hop in auntie your uncle's car that's literally driving out and just get out you know yeah. i i do i'm a hundred percent believer that more lives could have been saved if the alarm was sound yeah that's what i'm hearing, I'm yeah. hearing. they're investigating yeah they, they want to know and it, it can't be just one person's call can it so it was one it was one person's call well i i don't want to get too involved with that but i mean that's <laughs> sad that's tough yeah it yeah. is sound the alarm no matter what how's that 
put the alarm on, let people decide what they know. You exactly. know, people are smart enough. You know, um, they test that alarm once a month, so it's there for a reason. First even, Monday of every month, we get the yeah. alarm yeah. sound. I don't know. If, I don't know if I've ever heard an alarm here for anything up here in Drakeit, and they don't sound alarms. No right? alarm. <laughs> Do they sound them in uh, uh, up there? In, uh, no alarms there. Uh, no. no, alarms. no. <laughs> There's Wayne out there screaming out the window. Get yeah. out! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, it's so nice meeting you. I, I really enjoy. Uh, you, you're a, a wonderful person, and I hope everything works out. Thank and you. again, if if someone can jump on your, uh, we're going to mention it at the end. Yeah. Um, on your on your website, Thanks, uh, get that GoFundMe thing going. Yeah. A couple of bucks here and there, always going to help. Always goes hopefully, a long way. hopefully the government can put their mind together. Right? That would be nice. And 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 yeah. you know, uh, seven hundred dollars ain't going to make it. How about how about twenty thousand a person? How's that? Yeah. Uh, just to just to get going, just to get going because they're giving it to other people. Yeah. Let's give it to our people. You know. Um, but you, you, <clears throat> as I say, the resilience of of American people. And we are resilient. You, you, you've gone through a lot in your life at 73 years old. You know. I have. But, uh, but I think what Dylan said earlier is the Hawaiian people are a rare breed. Uh, they do pull together. They <clears throat> stick together. They help each other out. It's amazing to see that it's all about family right. and, uh, and love. And it's great. Right. And, and then when you came down and Wayne introduced it, all his friends up on uh, Indian Mound, what a beautiful bunch of people, huh? Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, they were incredible. See, when we play at the, the Nine and Dine every every Sunday at 3, if you're playing a tournament Sunday at 3, probably means you ain't working next day, probably means you're retired, probably <laughs> means you, you've been retired for. So I go in there at 68, and sometimes I feel like I'm a young guy. <laughs> you go there, and they're going, who's the kid? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, you, you had to force them? Yeah, they, we did. You, you just met? Were they all people you just met? Yep. Oh, that's cool. It was me, yeah. Wayne, and uh, was uh, it Mike? Mike and Karen. Karen. Yeah. We had a blast. Well, you won some, didn't you guys? No, 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 no. We didn't either. No. I've been golfing all summer. I haven't no. won one, so no, we didn't I don't win. feel bad for you. I really don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's so much fun. And then the food after. We get a nice meal. They yeah. do prizes. Great food. Oh, yeah. my God. And, and we were supposed to do the finale this Sunday. Uh, that's looking that's tough. tough. Yeah, they got a, a tropical depression that looks like it wants to go right up the coast. Yeah, not crazy, but a lot of rain. A lot of rain. Yeah, so we'll I, see. We'll no, the the course itself is phenomenal. You see how nice the course is. I don't know how the course is. If it's dry, you know, in Hawaii the courses must be beautiful, right? Oh, uh, the courses in Hawaii are phenomenal. Gorgeous. Yeah, they're incredible. And what are they doing for the water? Is it just because they're not using the ocean water? You can't use that. What do they use for water? That they have their own tanks and irrigation you have system. There's yeah. enough that yeah, mm-hmm. the irrigation. Yeah. But with all this rain, is that affecting any part of the golf course? Too much rain. Too much rain. Absolutely. Uh, like uh, after the torrential rain we got on Monday. Uh, a, uh, a golfer came in on Tuesday and she said, I didn't realize there were water hazards on that hole. There wasn't the day before, but there is now because we got so much rain. Yeah. And and if there's no sun and stuff, is there a mold that gets, or you get worried about there, a mold? Absolutely. There's definitely definitely some fungus out there. Yeah. Uh, you need the sun. You, you got to have the sun. You do need moisture for sure. Yeah. But I think we've had our share this A little summer. too much. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what what can they do for to the fungus? You have to spray it, or you, you have, have to, to spray it. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, uh, and that's the greens and, and the whole fairway. The whole fairway. They have to they have to monitor it. They have to keep an eye on it. Right, because there's a golf course around here. I won't mention it. And the last time I was there, it it went from plush when I used to go many years ago to almost dirt and rock dirt. They lost all the fairway and a lot of the ground. And me and my wife, we used to golf there all the time. And I told her, as we were playing, I said, Di, wherever you land, pick up your ball and find a little grass. Because <laughs> all we were hitting was dirt and rock. And this was last year or the year before. I said, I Was it know. because of the drought? or? I don't know what it was or lack of upkeep. I've never said, because everybody else, Indian Mound was flourishing. Mm-hmm. Uh as they always do, the groundskeepers there are just phenomenal. Yeah, they do a good if job. If anyone ever wants to go golfing up New Hampshire, and that's on 16, right. uh, going up towards the uh, White, Mountains. White Mountains, stop at Indian Mound, you're going to be happy you did. Yeah. I, I used to go off there when it was only nine holes. 
My dad and I did too, yeah. and uh, it was great. It was great yeah. back then, and yeah. it's great now. And they opened up with those back nine, and I'm like, wow, this yeah. is wild. The back nine is a different uh, layout than the front nine, for yeah. sure. It's 100% harder. Yeah, it yeah. really is. Yeah, it really is. Scrambles, you, you figure, ah, we got to scramble. You still got to keep it in bounds, yeah, yeah. you know, and then there's hills. And so if you want to walk that, you better be in fairly good shape. Yeah, walking the back nine is uh, it's a little, it would it's be, tough. Yeah, yeah. Do you do any walking at all when you when you go golfing up there or you just take the car? I, I only cart. I no. take the cart. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I, I, me too. No apologize. No, yeah. I don't. I used to walk a lot. And it, it's too, even with my wife, it's just a little too much, yeah. you know. Absolutely. Uh, a guy like this guy can, yeah. <laughs> so, so now you're, um, uh, are you still going to be involved with the uh, the, the soccer training or the, or the soccer refereeing, oh, yeah. you already got looped into that. Will yeah. you? And they pay you good money for that. For sure, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty nice. And it's more of a hobby. Like, I really love it. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can make a good bit of money from it. Um, right. But I just really love being part of the game. And it's You're amazing. 24. I'm surprised. I mean, you played since you were three. What made you say, all right, I'm going to cool it? Yeah, I just... Because uh, that's young, you know. That's really young. <laughs> I'm not as fast as I used to be. I may be, you know, young and limber and stuff, but my speed is just not there anymore. That would be conditioning. Yeah. You got a coach right there. He'll condition <laughs> you. <laughs> He'll pull out that gold medal and say, look it. That's right. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you know you still have it in you. Because yeah. you don't always have to be. Look at Larry Bird. You don't have to be the fastest or the strongest. You know the game. You got to be the smartest. You gotta, what, what position did you play? I played everywhere. You played the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I played everywhere. I didn't play keeper. Yeah, no, that's yeah. the one position I did not play. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. I, couldn't. I couldn't play. People nailing a ball at me 70 miles an hour. <laughs> nah, screw that. <laughs> so, I, like I said, I never played because basically it was baseball, football, hockey, and basketball. Nobody played anything else. And they hardly had any soccer back yeah. in the day. They had it, but nobody was interested. Today, it's lacrosse. It's soccer. It's, what do you call that? Uh, Pickleball? Pickleball. That's like a brand new one. I'll tell you this right now, and I said this back in 2014 after the U.S. uh, played in the World Cup, and I said, watch, in the next coming years, soccer is going to take over football in America because you have all the concussion stuff that's going on with the youth and stuff in the kids and stuff in football, so more and more parents are starting to take their kids out of football. However, now... Football is starting to substitute that with flag football. Like right. flag football is just really world. skyline right. since uh, right. started. So now the kids don't play tackle until they get into about high school. It's just the way it should be. Yeah, it should be. My like son that. started playing football when he was um, seven years old. Wow. And he played from the age of seven. And he played peewee uh, tackle? To, yeah, he played, yeah. Wow. Uh, and he played right up to um, uh, high school. Nice. He was phenomenal. My son was a phenomenal football player. That's awesome. Uh, and, um, but... Once a year, we're in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Bad, bad tackle, bad, and the equipment was, the equipment wasn't. You know, this, every year, the well, same the equipment kid, this, this is garbage equipment for yeah. little pop one. And you're saying, oh, they're not hurting each other. They're pounding each other, for and, sure. and the concussions. How many concussions do you, do you oh, can incredible. you have, and you don't even know you have them when you were a kid? Yeah. And now it's lacrosse too. Yeah. People are loving lacrosse. They're not putting their foot, their kids in football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And lacrosse is picking up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, soccer is just really going to explode, mainly because we now literally have the best player in the world constantly playing in the U.S. Lionel Messi now plays for Inter-Miami, right, right. and he has just been the spark the sport needed. That's what they need. Yeah, and then, need. of course, in 2026, I mean, Gillette Stadium, they're already starting to improve the grounds over there uh, for the World Cup because they're going to be hosting games for the 2026 World Cup. So definitely by that year, 2026, right. I mean, I kid you not, soccer is going to be equivalent to American football in this country. So you're, you're, a, um, you're a referee mm-hmm. and a consultant. Yeah. A consult- so do you have to keep going to school? Like if you want to really get up there and, and referee these big major World Cup games, you can make a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Is that something your inspiration? Or? I would love to do that. I mean, now, of course, if I would want to continue my path in the referee world, right. I would have to come back to the mainland. Okay. So I would have to leave Hawaii uh-huh. just because Hawaii, I mean, we don't have any professional games out there okay. or any uh, minor leagues out there. It's what? only like small adult league games right. that we have. But as far as for like 
on the mainland over here, yeah, there's a program or there's a leagues called MLS Next. So it's right. Major League Soccer Next. Right. Uh, these are teams that are technically semi-pro. There's also USL2. Those are semi-pro teams. Uh, I, I know for a fact if I would move back, example, to Louisiana, uh, there's a semi-pro team in Lafayette, my hometown that I lived in. Could ref I could live there and ref that and just keep going. Do you, do you have to have certificates or could you credentials or just um, well, to ref? I, I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, of course. You definitely have to take your uh, referee uh, course and... Right. Uh, you have to keep taking that refresher every year. Course. Every oh, year, really? you have to take a refresher course. Yeah, because every year, change. IFAB changes. You know, a certain law here or there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, good luck. Good yeah. luck with Thank that. You. Now, your plan is when you you're going to be leaving in December. December 9th, I leave the golf course. December twelfth, I fly to Maui. Okay. You're going to hook up with this gentleman or what? Well, he's. Oh yeah. oh yeah. So absolutely for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We're yeah. going to be working the tournament again together this year. So for and sure. that's just one tournament? The Century Tournament's Correct. one? Correct. Just one yeah. tournament, yeah. Right. And, was, and then that's in January? Correct. And was that last a whole week? Correct. And uh, you got all the professional golfers. You must have met some professional golfers because I know he said he did. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's great to, it's it great to be, be there. Fun. Absolutely. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, Wayne was telling me the field's actually going to grow. It's, it's going growing. Uh, it's usually just if you've won on the PGA Tour from the previous year, you're eligible to play in this tournament. But now they're going to do, I believe, the top 10 or the top 20 in the FedEx point standings. Oh, wow. So they're expecting uh, a field of about 60 golfers. Oh, that would be wow. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, build it up. And, and and the money's gonna they're gonna use a lot of money for Maui. That is correct. That's just the greatest. Yes, that's it is. There's America. That's yeah. right. That's how we work. Exactly. You know. And you think the PGA? Let's get the government. Come on, come on. <laughs> throw some money at these people. But rebuild this. I can't believe it. Uh, oh, that that's good. And so if I'm watching, because I I uh, I watch all golf. I love watching golf, especially now that I play DraftKings and stuff. And uh, <laughs> but I I could probably spot you guys on the course. Would that be uh, possible? I'm not sure exactly where Dylan will be this year. Last year he was on hole six, hole six in the tower by the green. Right. And I ride around, and I was in charge of holes four, five, six, and seven. Right. So uh, you might see me in a golf cart or out of a golf cart. Yeah, yeah. And you'll see him in the tower by the green. And there's always two towers by each green. Right, right. The shorter tower is a laser operator's shot link, which. Uh, Dylan will be in, and the taller one is the TV cameras. Yeah. Wow, that's just cool. Now, is this volunteer? You, you're volunteer. You're... It's volunteer. Oh, and um, what you're gonna have to do is text me if you can remember, or put it on Facebook. This is where I'm gonna be. Because people would like to see you. Oh yeah. That'd be cool watching the uh, golf and uh, you know, there's um, I can't think of any golfer right now. They're all too young for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm thinking Lee Trevino. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. <laughs> that's my age. Boy, that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and and I played golfers every week on on DraftKings. You think I could think of it, but I can't think of any. They're all young, and they're getting younger every day. Jordan Spieth. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All these guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Justin Thomas for the, sure. Yeah. Every week there's a new guy. It's like there's a new phenomenon. They're, they're they're getting better and better. Yeah. They're hitting the balls further and further. Now, what about um, so so they, that's a big tournament. Mm -hmm. There's no other PGA tournaments at all at the rest of the year up there. Uh, there's one in the following week. It's the Sony Open, and that's in Oahu. And you don't deal with that at all. I do not. Okay, um, because do they have, ever have senior the senior uh, seniors up there? I That'd be perfect for seniors. We used we used to, to have the seniors, right? Yeah. Kind of poly, right? Um, but they haven't done that in a long time. I, I don't hear too much of the seniors no. anymore, like I used to be. The Champions Tour is what they call it. They call it Champions now. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. all right. That's probably why I'm not here on the seniors tour. That's right. Uh, the champions to us, because you, you're going to end eventually. You're going to get your Mickelson, your uh, your Tiger Woods, your, all those all those older guys. Right. Those are your seniors now. Well, last year Phil Mickelson did play in the Central oh, Tournament Champions, oh, and yeah. uh, you have to walk it. And he was he was hurting. He was he was struggling. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough course. It's one of the toughest courses to walk, just because it's super hilly. It's all hilly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and they actually have areas there's certain holes where uh miniature vans or minivans will pick the golfers oh, up cool. and bring them to the next tee have you played it yeah you, multiple you, times oh, i've played it yeah, yeah. Oh, tough yeah. tough tough 
like the back nine of uh, Indian Mo? No, tough. Oh, no, tough. Yeah. Well, I, I, I see, and I don't know if that's this course here, but I see all of a sudden you're hitting over rocks and water, and then there's a green out yes, there. Yes, you all, are. I'm like, oh my God, how many balls you could bring? <laughs> I mean, a couple of cases. Yeah. yeah oh, that's just yeah, cool. It's, it's a beautiful place. Oh, it must be so beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'd, uh, because I, I, a lot of times, uh, well, I, I haven't done it in a while, but golf down in Florida, and that's beautiful too, along the water. Sure. Mm -hmm. You can golf along the water, and Hawaii is all Florida's along beautiful. the water. Yeah. And sometimes you even see dolphins out there. You see some. You see whales, whales, whales breaching. Yep. Imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. What that, yeah, that's heaven. Uh, absolutely. That is heaven. And well, then there's actually a hole or a course next to the plantation course called the Bay Course. Yeah. It's the only hole that actually goes over the ocean. It's a par 317. There's a little inlet. Right. And you're hitting over the ocean over the to ocean. the green. Yeah. It's incredible. Now, have you done it? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We played that a lot. How do, you, how do you do it? How are you doing? Is it, um, is it tough? Or is I, it... I, well, I aim very left, so I don't go in the water. <laughs> oh, okay. There's a strategy. Very yeah. left, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, if you're going for the pin, uh, you, bet, you better be accurate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because even, you know, there's a lot of courses as you're watching PGA, and there's that hole that they have. You can't wait for them to, to show it. Because I don't care how great of a golfer you are, kaplunk, kaplunk. Or if it hits the green, then it rolls back and goes in oh, the water. Yeah. It's like, wow, and you're a professional golfer. So I, I tell my wife all the time, don't ever get upset with the game. You had Tiger Woods who could barely hit a, uh, he was one of the greatest golfers in the world, he could barely hit the green. Yep. He was always in trouble, right? Oh, right. yeah. Because he tried to hit it so hard, yep. you know? Absolutely. And yeah. uh, it, once we learn how to just relax, and I hit it as hard as the, the previous, like him and his swing. Mm. He did that practice. We, uh, Dylan just did a show with me. Uh, about an hour ago, and took a swing uh, uh, with the golf club. Man, I got the breeze. I did too. <laughs> yeah. I go, wow. He goes, don't. He's looking up at the at the lights. I hope I don't hit anything. You would have wiped out the whole camera screw. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about all the time we got. We we wound down. Yeah. Uh, once again, I want to make sure that uh, people know uh, 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 Instagram. Mm -hmm. Mention that so one. So yeah, more. Instagram. It's uh, Stelly S T E L L Y underscore Dylan D Y L E N. My page is public, so feel free to go on there in my bio. The link is in my bio for the GoFundMe page, uh, and I'll attach the link on my Facebook page. For Facebook, you could just search up Dylan Stelly, and then if you have to go add a couple things to. You know, because right. they may be multiple Dylan Stellies on Facebook. Right, that to, would be, yeah. Yeah, to know that it's me, uh, just simply go search uh, for hometown or uh, where he lives and just put Lahaina, Hawaii. And you'll and see. And it'll, it'll pop okay. up, yeah. That's good. Excellent, excellent yeah. job. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I pray for you guys. Thank you. Uh, good luck. And Wayne thinks he's going to retire. He ain't going to be. We ain't gonna, he's not going to yeah, retire. Well, even if you do retire, say, all right, I made up my mind. Okay. You're going to come back, play some golf. Yes. Uh are you still gonna do the? You're gonna do the the wine and uh, dine and dine. Yes. I call it the wine and dine, and my wife gets so mad at me. Yeah, a lot of people say that wine because we don't wine. <laughs> we wine. Oh, you drink wine though. We you drink <laughs> wine, but we don't wine. I wine. <laughs> yeah, because that nine and dine is just so much fun. We how you started with what? Probably thirty people at one point. And no, the very first year was twelve years ago. We started with eight people. Eight people, and, and then, then we built it uh, twelve the following year. Then. Uh, last year, one week, we had 77 golfers. 77. So it's really caught on. It, and it's a scramble. It's a scramble. So, and, and if you want to scramble, and the beautiful thing is, uh, if you want to scramble with your own people, right? like I, I've been going with my sister-in-law and brother-in-law. They kind of just started uh, over the last couple of years. We're not a threat, and we haven't been a threat, but we come close. And I keep telling them. If we do win some week, we're done, you know. They're not going to let you keep being the same partners and win every week. Not that that would happen, but, you know. So you picked partners. and Yeah, you can have your own foursome. And it hasn't happened ever that that same foursome every week wins. Right, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't that, work. No, no, it wouldn't work. No. So you, you want to have fun. And Absolutely. Let it's all about having fun. Well, who's the oldest? Is that uh, Jean? Is she one Jean of the Jean Lawton. She's Jean 90 Lawton. years old. Now, good shout out to Jean Lawton. I hope you can listen to the podcast. Uh, 90 years old. She's out there all the time. She is. And uh, 
She hits pretty well. She does a good job. You know, yeah, you know they have the women's tea, the men's tea, and, the, and a tea for... For uh, anybody over 80 years old. Anybody over 80 years old. So it's a nice little advantage That's if it. Jean gets that shot off on the on a par five. Absolutely. Hold going around the corner. Hold number two. Jean, I call it Mean Jean the fighting machine. She is. She is a fighting machine, yes. And... Uh, that's that's great. That's the type of crowd we have over there. It's I, I love it so much. And that's, you know, like more retirees, uh, most people don't really have to work the next day. Oh, you, right, exactly. You know, yeah, it's just well, again, the guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Wayne. You'll be back. I will. Uh, when you come back, and and if you come back to the U.S., yeah, you're sure. invited on the show again. We'll we'll uh, we'll talk about new experiences and yeah, where you stand. Uh, and, and good luck with everything, Dylan. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate uh, I, it. I, I really, uh, as I say, the resilience in both is, is, is that's Americans. You, you, we get put down and you come right back up fighting. And then, and you're stronger for that. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. For sure. Up here, up here, you're going to, in that mind, you're going to be stronger because you've gone through the worst, both, worst you probably ever will go in your life. Right? right. Yep. Can you picture anything worse than what you were going through that night or that day, trying to figure out, am I going to live another half hour, another hour, or where am I going, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you did. So everything else is, should be gravy. Indeed. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, once again, please help them out with that GoFundMe. I'm, I'm really uh, big on that today. Um, and um, uh, I, I, thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. So thank until you. next time, have fun and train hard, everyone.